T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Football Friday on The Fan. Block somebody! This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. Take the fight to The Fan. Three. Hour number three of Danny and Dusty. Hey, it's a good hour, Dustin. We have got uh, drama in the Bronx. It's a sad day for Spike. Spoiler alerts here. We won't just do them for Mariners games. We'll do it here, too. Uh, They're in the top of the 10th inning in New York City. Game two, Yankees lead the Indians... Uh, 1-0 in the series lead. They trail this game 4-2 to in the 10th. Guardians have scratched across two here in the 10th. Oh, why? I keep calling them the Indians. Though I will... Well, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's season one. Yeah. It's okay. Um, the Guardians now have one out and a runner on third in the 10th inning. And here's a little stat nug for you. This courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info. Uh, Aaron Judge... If you're wondering how he's doing today, you're a big Aaron Judge guy. Aaron Judge is 0 for 5 with four strikeouts on the day. Yikes. Um, they're not intentionally walking him. He is 0 for 5 with four strikeouts. He's 0 for 8 with seven Ks in the series. That's a no good. Yikes. Um, this the stat bomb, though. Players to lead their league in home runs and strike out four times in a game that postseason. Here's the list. Aaron Judge today. Aaron Judge in 2017. Aaron Judge in 2017. Aaron Judge in 2017. Aaron Judge has done it four times. Everyone else, zero. That's an incredible stat to me. Of how good that guy is, and not—he's not just a a power hitter. He's not just a guy that just closes his eyes and swings for the fence. He's a good contact hitter too. Mm-hmm. The fact that Aaron Judge has done this now four times in his career, and not a single player in the history of baseball who's led the league in home runs has done that in the postseason—that's crazy to me. This is the deal he made with the devil. Man, let me get some of that MVP action. It's going to cost you every bit of skill oh, in the playoffs. So much of him is is impressive this season and what he's been able to do and betting on himself and being able to, you know, make history the way that he did for the Yankees franchise. And he's like he's Clayton Kershawing right now. It kind of he kind of is literally the best in the world until the playoffs and then it falls apart and you can't do what you're You've been doing all season, and that is that's uh, that's absolutely wild. And th- this Guardians pitching staff nails so absolute good. nails. They can't hit the, to save their lives, and not just their their pitching staff defensively. Just mm-hmm. how good they are 
uh, as a defensive team. Right now, they're playing phenomenal baseball. Uh, so they lead 4-2. to two. Stephen Kwan, the Beave, is 1-for-5 on today's in today's game. Um, look, at, look at these little pesky guardians. I guess the Boobirds came out at Yankee Stadium for Aaron Judge. Which the, the Guardians have 14 strikeouts today. The pitching staff. They are dealing. <laughs> dealing. Yeah, Bieber, not yeah. Justin, uh, yeah. has seven Ks. Stefan has four. Oh. Karen Shack, two. And Class A has one. Bob Costas did call him Justin Bieber on the broadcast. And then it, his producer got in his ear and uh. was like, hey, you idiot. You just called him Justin Bieber, not Shane. Yikes. 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 All right. Uh, enough baseball talk. Let's get to, to the weekend in college football. Uh, top 25 matchups aplenty across the college football landscape. As we talked about one already in Utah and USC, which I think is going to be a hell of a football game. It is um, not the best game of the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. That good. is for sure. I think that one could, in you talking about this, that one could be a blowout either way. Mm-hmm. It's just which way is going to be the blowout. Uh, you have got 10th ranked Penn State. Going to number five, Michigan. That's a 9 a.m. kick. That'd be the big nooner. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's for real? That's what we get to find out here. Who's for real, Michigan or Penn State? You want to hear a little stat bomb about that game? Give me, give me, give me. So Penn State and Michigan, historical powers. Yes. They've only met 25 times. Does that seem like not a lot? How is that possible? Yeah. It's just the 25. cross matches just to, hasn't happened across the, the, the conference? Well, they, they, they didn't play in the same conference for the longest time. I guess, yeah. Um, but... Since their first meeting in 1993, which is their first meeting, um, God, really, they've played 25 times. Of those 25 matchups, this kind of tells you about like historical powers in in college football. Of those 25 times, 12 times that those that these two have played, both have been ranked in the top 25. An additional 10 times had one of the two teams ranked. So you're at 22 of 25 games that these two teams have played at team has been ranked in 12 of them almost half both teams have been ranked it will go to half with this the 26th time and they're both in the top 10 they've had only three games in which neither team has been ranked at all wow right but here here's the here's the part that makes that more impressive this is the third game that both have been ranked inside the top 10 that they've played so they've played just as many times as top 10 opponents as they have neither one of them being ranked. And that, like, let's go. I, I mean, I hate the whole you need X, Y, and Z, but I understand the conversation of when, when you have over brands yeah. that are good, it's good for the game because this game is going to be awesome. I mean, I wish it was a whiteout at, in, in um, I thought it was gonna College be. Station. I thought it were, Or not College Happy Station, Valley. Happy Valley. Yep. Um, yeah, they're in the same place. Yeah, but if you were to have the big house – over 110,000 people, everyone rocking, let's go. The only thing that sucks is that 9 a.m., it's a noon kick. Yeah, this this should, Eastern, this but, should have been a nighttime game. It should have been ah, white out. It should have been pure insanity. Because here's the thing. Michigan's been sitting there at number four, number five all season, and they have played absolutely no one. Yeah, Here's who they've played. Colorado State, second-worst program in the country. Hawaii, fourth, fifth-worst program in the country. Yep. UConn. Are they even a Division One team anymore? Well, they beat. Uh, I beat. I think they beat Colorado State. Okay, so seventh worst team in the country. Yeah. Maryland played Michigan to a one touchdown game, thirty four twenty seven. Iowa was the biggest challenge they've had. They can't score points. Indiana put a first half scare into Michigan. Michigan wins thirty one ten. 
this is the first time they're going to play an actual viable opponent in Penn State. And does Blake Corum and that offense translate against a top-10 team? It is Penn State a top-10 team. Offense is big, long, and athletic. Oh, they beat Fresno State. That's who UConn beat. UConn beat Fresno State in 1914 a couple weeks ago. Yeesh. Yikes. Yikes is right. Um, yeah, they really haven't had uh, that all that tough of a schedule so far, but I, I'm all in for this, and I do not – like the Penn State fan base lost me at the whole Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky thing. Sure. I am, I, I am pulling for Penn State in this game, though, because uh, I will let my bias be known. Uh, special teams coordinator Stacy Collins, he was our defensive coordinator at Southern. Oh, babe. And then now he went out, came up to Portland State. He's been special teams coordinator. He's a special teams coordinator at Penn State. So yeah. go Nittany Lions. I'm, go, I'm pulling for the Nittany Lions just Listen, for that reason only. My bias will be shown. Perfect. Love it. My also, bias is shown. I'm here for the chaos. I am too. That'd be great. That would be unbelievable. Let's go. Uh, another game, we have a, a top 10 matchup in... Number three, Alabama, heading to Knoxville. This is the game I'm in for. And take it on Tennessee. You have Hendon Hooker in that Tennessee offense, which has been outstanding. And they're fun. They are fun they're to watch. Fun. It is fun football. I did not think I would be excited about a Josh Heupel football team. And why is that? Just because you didn't know much about Josh Heupel, the football coach? No, I just didn't mean like, I, it's like I understand Oklahoma quarterback, all that kind of stuff. I just... Eh, what's he gonna do? I guess like Tennessee. What are they gonna do now? I, I'm listen. I am fully in on Hooker. Hooker, Hooker. Okay, I uh, need you to Ur's. take both of those. I need you to take both of them. I need, I need. I'm full in on Hooker, and then you just saying Hookers over and over again. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I am too. This is gonna be this is a fun game, and if Bryce Young is old Bryce Young, then we have a good old Donnie Brook going on. Doesn't sound like he's going to go, though. They can't throw the ball. They can't throw the football. Hey. The Milton kid cannot throw the no, football. He can't. It's hard to watch. It's, and you know what kind of athletes Alabama has. Like, mm-hmm. We know what they have, and it... It gets, oh, it could it be gets, it gets sideways real quick okay. if, if Bryce can't go. Nick Saban took over at uh, Alabama in 2007. Mm-hmm. He is 15-0 and against the Tennessee Volunteers as the head coach of Alabama. And this is the first time Tennessee has been in a top-10 matchup since 1999 against then-number-10 Georgia and Quincy Carter quarterback. That is crazy. Um, but it also makes sense because Tennessee, anytime they get like really good, they stub their toe and fall on their face. Nick Saban has outscored Tennessee in their 15 matchups. 589 to 201. They've doubled them up. Good They Lord. average it, it, the average score is 39 to 13. That's <laughs> <laughs> a whooping. They average beating Tennessee 39 to 13. And if you've never been and, and this is another place. It'll be in a 110,000 seat stadium. It's in Knoxville. It's in Neyland Stadium and it is really cool when that place gets loud and it gets rocking because they sing Rocky Top at the top of their lungs. It The fan base is all hammered drunk out there. And if you've ever been to Knoxville and you like go out to a bar before or after when you're tailgating, I know maybe some Duck fans did this when they 
um, went, went over to Knoxville. They see this the song "Sweet Home Alabama." They will scream at the top of their lungs, "F you, Alabama," and them Florida Gators too. When during the course of that song, and it's kind of weird to say it, it like gives you chills because you hear it so many times. Like, and if you go into a bar, they'll that song will start playing, and it's the whole bars just start erupting in "F you, Alabama," and them Florida Gators too. So. I mean, this I'm is kind a of big rivalry game. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in on that. It's good. It's, it's really good. It's this game is going to have all, all the feels in it. I just hope it's a good one. And Alabama doesn't beat them 39, 13, like they've averaged over the last 15 years. That's a decade and a half of dominance. Um, there's a few other top 25 games in that. I want to see, does this, does this mean anything for the pac 12 this weekend outside of those two big games? Danny Dusty on the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. All right, we're talking about the great slate of college football. You got 10th ranked Penn State taking on number five, Michigan. We have a top 10 matchup in number three, Alabama, going on the road to number six, Tennessee. And those games will affect the Pac 12 as long as you have Pac 12 teams keep winning, right? If, if USC jumps and they get a win over a ranked Utah. No matter what, they're going to be on the move up the pole. But idle UCLA could be the be- biggest beneficiary of this weekend. This weekend, you could see UCLA and Oregon, I guess. Both move up. 
both move up based on losses just happening this weekend. But more so than Oregon, I think that we will see UCLA move up because here, here's the thing with Oregon. They're still a one loss. And, and they right now they currently are the highest ranked one loss team. And in the polls, in the polls that maybe are, well, they are meaningless. Um, no more computers. In the meaningless polls, they're going to be capped based on if undefeated Michigan loses to Penn State, undefeated Penn State. will be ahead of them. In its close game, they'll still be ahead of them. Now, if they get the doors blown off them, sure, they may drop because of the schedule like you were talking about, and mm-hmm. they just you know haven't been that impressive. But if it's a close game, even Penn State may still stay right above Oregon. But UCLA, they will move up because they're unbeaten. Yep. And, and that is something that the pollsters have always rewarded teams always, for. Yep. And that's the thing is that you look at who's playing. You've got 10 playing. Yep. Or, or sorry, look at the top 10 teams playing and playing ranked opponents. 10 versus 5, so 10 and 5 mm-hmm. in the top 10. Three and six, so already four of the top ten teams are playing each other. By virtue, two of those have to lose. And then you get into TCU, Oklahoma State. That's no. number eight. Now, this may be like a no blood for the Pac-12. They don't gain anything because if Oklahoma State mm-hmm. wins, they'll continue to be there. But if TCU wins, then they're going to jump. And, and so Oklahoma State stay in front of Oregon yeah. because of the one loss. Blah, blah, blah. That one just doesn't. And then USC playing uh, Utah as mm-hmm. a number seven. Obviously not a top Ten matchup, but again, you've got ten, mm-hmm. nine, eight, seven, six, five, three, all playing. There's a sneaky one too in this because Oklahoma State and TCU. That may be a wild one in Fort Worth. Clemson, Florida State. Yeah. yeah, yep. Clemson, Florida State is that sneaky game because Florida State. If you if you squinted them, you could say they're a top twenty-five team. There's going to be a lot of stink you got to get off of that Florida State program from Willie Taggart. Before you really start buying it, because they, the best win that they have is against LSU, which we saw with LSU. They they were not a re, bona fide top twenty five team, but they played NC State and Wake Forest, and they played them tough. Right, right there with like coin toss games. Yes, and if they they could be sneaky, like when we talk about fitting those profiles, mm-hmm. teams that fit a profile to beat a Clemson, if that defensive line can muddy it up enough. And make DJ Ungalele uncomfortable. What Florida State's got to do. Sh- they got a shot, and and they they are good on that. If their pass rush can create some havoc, that could be a really fun game. And that is in Tallahassee too. So you're going to have to see that Clemson team take its show on the road. But it should be noted, Clemson is back to playing really good brand of football. I mean, they have they had a couple tight ones against Wake Forest and NC State. Well, they answered that with a 31 to 3 route of Boston College and that was a game that's on the road. And so all the questions of is this team good enough to pull wins off against good teams on the road because they struggled with Wake Forest and there was still a, a, an ounce of unknown with how good Wake Forest was. It was Sam Hartman just just coming back I think it was that was like his second game back, wasn't it? Um for Hartman. Or yes. Was it was his first game back. I think it was his second game back. He missed the first four. Oh, well, then I think he missed that game. Yeah, no, Hartman played in it. Hartman okay, played so in that, so that, game. Was, that was his first game back. Yeah. The, the, he threw for 337 yards. And there, there was, there's questions about this Clemson team. And how good are they? Are they going to be a Clemson of old? 
they're figuring it out on the run, and they're doing it in pretty impressive fashion. You go, and you have wins over top twenty-five teams in back-to-back weeks, one on the road and one at home. And NC State's good. NC, NC State is good. And they could make send a little bit of a message this week if they knock off unbeaten Syracuse in the Carrier Dome um, up in upstate New York. Syracuse is undefeated, and they have not played a very tough schedule. But they could make that statement that, hey, they're a bona fide top 15 team because Dave Dorn's got that team playing really, really good football at NC State. But that Clemson-Florida State may be the one that you sit there and you're like, oh, could we see if Clemson loses to an unranked team, but then we have all hell breaking loose in the top 25. 100%. That's what I think you're going to see the separations this, this week as far as who's really going to be a top six team in college football. Now, it, mm-hmm. you'll have a few more weeks as you go forward, but this is going to be kind of the separating the wheat from the chef. And for Clemson, uh, Brian Breesy came back, I believe, last week on limited avail- availability. He should be back for them hopefully fully. Uh, if you've not watched Clemson play, uh, Breesy is a dude their defensive lineman. He is a absolute monster of a human being. Uh, and he's, I, I don't, I, I don't want to go as far as to say Aaron Donald because nobody is that in college football, but Aaron Donald, but he is that kind of impact as a monster interior lineman who completely wrecks havoc all over the field. And without him, the whole start to show up for Clemson, honestly, a lot like uh, Georgia with Jalen Carter. Like we, Without that dude who demands a double, if not a triple team at times, uh, it can begin to show that you're not quite as elite as you thought you were. Oh, college football. What a, week it, what a week we have in front of us. And next week, it's going to be just as good because you got at least UCLA and Oregon as a top 25 matchup and I, games to keep an eye on. Look, college game day, it does appear to be on a collision course with Eugene next weekend, um, if you're into that sort of thing. But there's a couple of games to keep an eye on to see if, uh, to see kind of where may compete. And if Syracuse beats, uh, what is it, NC State, we were just talking about them, then they may move up the polls enough to have a number four, they go on the road to Clemson next week, and that could be a top 15 matchup, though I don't think it'll be as good as Oregon. You have Oklahoma State and Texas. If those two teams win, that could be – game day could say uh, Stillwater might be a play for them because that game is actually on ABC. And then the other one to keep an eye on is Mississippi State. They play Kentucky this weekend. And if they win that and continue their climb up at the polls, they go to number three Alabama. And if Alabama wins at, in Knoxville and you have Mississippi, Mississippi State win – um, against Kentucky, those are probably going to be the games that are the the most competition with Eugene for college game day. But Oregon, UCLA, it, we were just talking about the carnage that may happen ahead of them. Mm-hmm. It could be a top 10 matchup. No, it, 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 realistically, regardless of what happens, it should be a top 10 matchup. Like Just because of the way that the rankings are worked right now, it, there's just too many teams in front of both of them. That should fall, yeah. and that they're that that they are right there at ten, eleven, or eleven, twelve, depending on which bowl you're looking at. Woo! It just takes two, and two have to lose. Two will have to lose. Okay, um, boy, we got a big one that just went down. Uh, how, how are we feeling? This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty, brought to you by the Odyssey app on 1080 The Fan. 
It went final in the Bronx. We have that series all even at one apiece between the Yankees and the Guardians. Guardians went 4-2 in extras. Um, now we have three of the four series in the DS even at one apiece. Um, so we will have... Which one's not, not even? That would be the Jordan Alvarez is taking on the Mariners. That was rude, Danny. You did that just to attack me. Yeah. That hurt my heart. It was less about you and more about getting Dusty to Peacock a little bit because he did it. It will happen. He did did it during the break, Mm -hmm. and I had to let everybody else know. Yeah. Well, I just gave Will a little tough time that there's only one opportunity for a sweep um, in the NLDS, and the Mariners are going to try to fight it off at home. It won't happen. Rally shoes are out. George Kirby. We're going to we're going to throw the young kid. We'll Let's be just go. fine. Let's go. Go sell some vacuums too. Um you don't understand that reference, you do you? You mean brooms? No. For like a sweep? What do you no. no, I don't get the reference. You don't know the Kirby vacuum salesman. Oh, that would show up at your door? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it took a while. Joker. That's made. that's like door to door. That's door to door salesmen. We don't see those very often anymore. I don't remember them really to begin with. It, it happened like maybe once or twice in my formative years. Don't remember it since. It used to be like a near weekly occurrence in the summer. Yeah, the internet has really cut into their sales. Yeah, I wonder post COVID if like it, it exists at all. I don't know. Are people, still, are people still doing Cutco in the summers? There's no way. Well, you have to. No. I, Cutco is uh, it's a it's an incredible product. First of all, it and is. Second, still got mine. College kids need need a job without really working. It's true. Yeah, I, I feel like that's an entire mon- money laundering scheme. But I digress. Oh, it probably is. I mean, right? Yeah, just all the way through. It, yeah, 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 yeah. I I I assume that most businesses are. If college kids are working it, it's a money laundering scheme. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Remember the what is it? The college pros house painters? Oh yeah. Yeah, is that what yeah. it's called? Yep, yeah. yep. I mean, I did start myself an LLC and uh I may or may not do the same. Do you paint houses? Uh no, that's uh Meringue Media. Oh. Yeah. Oh, money laundering. Yes, money laundering. Should, I'm not not house painting. You should probably not say that on the radio. Should not? Oh, yeah. right. Is the FBI <laughs> listening? Is it illegal? <laughs> oh, okay. This thing on. I thought as long as you did it through Instagram stories, you were okay. Yes, hundred percent. And it's about Bitcoin too. There's got to be some yeah. kind of Bitcoin part yeah. of it. NFTs as well. There was a guy on Instagram the other day talking about buying seven thousand dollars worth of merchandise at TJ Maxx with two credit cards, or one credit card and then one debit card, and then returning it. So you buy everything on the credit card except for then you pay the taxes mm-hmm. on the debit card, and then you return it, put all of the money on your debit card, and then put that money in your bank and then take a loan against that to pay off the credit card. And I'm like, he's like, this is how you build up equity and you get I'm like, no, sir, this is how you build up fraud. Oh my gosh. Like, that... people, like this was like being championed and like I'm, I'm scrolling through the comments and then it was a repost on Twitter and I'm like, is that legal? No, it's entirely it illegal. It definitely it does not sound fraud. legal. It is fraud. It is, it that is not the definition legal. of money laundering. And I'm like, no, you cannot do legal. this. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a good, <laughs> And people are like, yeah, yeah, no, this is exactly how you should do it. This is how you get uh, uh, liquid capital. I'm like, no, this is how you get put in jail. Well, those it doesn't sound are, legal. Those people are like me, where we don't understand what credit cards are, so we just say things sound good. Like, I've never had a credit card in my life. You should start building some credit, buddy. Yeah, be, uh, go get yeah. Yeah. They scare me. They, they should scare you. They should, That's yes. healthy. No, that's really healthy. But you get one uh, and be very... 
very careful with how you use it. The fact that you're scared of it is is you're already on, on the right foot. What you need to start doing is why am I giving an economics lesson to a guy who went to college for six years? Uh, I he should be giving you a dissertation. Econ. I got a C plus <laughs> in econ. Help me out. If it involves math, I sucked at it. I dominated in journalism and PE. Help me with math. <laughs> Good for you. No, what you, all you need to do is you need to just make your minimum payments and be consistent with them and pay it off as you can. Pay it off in, is, as you can, as you see fit, but don't rack up lots of credit. How many people, do you go to college with people who just credit card, credit card, and you're like, what? How is this sustainable for well, you? I and you end people, up in like thousands and thousands and thousands of even dollars worse, in debt. I watch people uh, significantly worse off because I didn't pay for college. Mm, so yeah. they... They they paid up tens and thousands of dollars for college, and I'm like, what are you doing? No, oh, oh, I never mind. I get it. Yeah. Uh, make a little a little sports transfer here, though. Uh, you don't want to get too much in your credit cards. Much like the Braves here are allowing the Philadelphia Phillies to get a little too much on them early as Strider is getting roughed up. Uh, they are now up 4-0 on the old Bravos here in the third. Well, that could be problematic. Yeah, it's a little too much credit they're they're giving up to the, uh, the old they are. Phillies early they're on. They have to make some, but again, make some payments. Got to make some payments. Playoff play baseball, you get plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah, this is like a this is like a six month installment plan. Yeah. Baseball games are a marathon, not a sprint in the postseason. Unless, like in, unless they get sideways, and then they are June, over very quickly. In June or July, these games, but but these are great teams. So Atlanta is in a 4-0 hole in the third inning right now. If they chip away at this thing, like what great teams will do is say, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. We score one run every inning the rest of the way, and we win 5-4. That's the way that the great teams will, will start looking at it. And that's like the hardest part about watching playoff baseball is because if you're a Phillies fan, you're like, yes, you feel like you're on top of the world right now. You are a grand slam away from momentum being just absolutely stolen from you. And they, they load them up, and it's one swing. It is one that swing. That is the one thing about the power it industry so cool. of baseball right now is that it is terrifying. Because, again, just the other day, we had yeah. uh, bottom of the ninth, three-run shots. Yep. One decided a game. One got a game within one run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't, you yeah. chip, 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 chip away. And that's, and that's the weirdest thing about baseball is it's so different regular season to postseason in that regard. I'm just now seeing the replay of the home run by Reese Hoskins. It was good. My goodness. Yeah, he can he can swing ball, swing bat fast, hit ball hard. Yes. Yeah, caveman. All right, 503-250-1080. We get you set for the weekend here. Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Well, it appears that the Phillies were listening to our last segment because um, they put a little bit more credit in the bank. After Spencer Strider gave up four runs in the first three innings, actually he only made it two and a third. He gave up four runs. They went to Dylan Lee, the Braves did, into the bullpen and... The very first pitch of Dylan Lee's outing, Bryce Harper deposited it over the fence 
And now Spencer Strider credited for five earned runs because he was he had the runner on first as well. It is now six nothing Phillies on top of the Braves. The second pitch lead through was a roped single immediately after uh, Bryce Har- Harper by Nick Castellanos. And so they got runner on first. He got an out. Now it's runner on first with two outs in the bottom of the third, and the the Phillies are absolutely demolishing Atlanta, 6 nothing. Um, this may be one that gets over quickly, very, very quickly. And that's what happens in baseball when the bats Ooh. start clapping. And let's, are the Phillies that team? Because they've been raking. Like, uh, they, 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 well. For the seven innings in game one against the Cardinals in the wild card, they couldn't hit a damn thing. And ever since then, they've had timely bats. I think this is just going to come down to what level of Dodgers do they catch if they make it to the NLCS. You know, if you catch a Dodgers team that's humming, good luck. Yeah, but, but, but it looked like the Padres made God bleed. And that's the thing is that if you can do that, which I did had zero faith in the Padres being able to do, just because the Dodgers have just sunned yep. the Padres all season. Yep. But in the postseason's a different beast. Yep. I'm I'm still I'm still on the the Dodgers are a buzzsaw train, but we'll see. Yeah, that is uh, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be very very interesting to see the Major League Baseball postseason, how it how it all shakes out. With you've got a Dodgers team that is absolutely incredible throughout the regular season, 162 games. Um, and then you have the Astros and Yankees. And the Yankees, after today, they didn't look great. No. Whatsoever. Here's a, here's a quick tidbit on, the, on, this, on this Braves game so far and why the postseason is so weird. Spencer Strider, who's been very good this year, has some real gas. It's very strange that a little guy can throw that hard, but he can. Uh, I watched it, him strike out 16. Uh, that's right. You were there for that. I was. He hit 100.6 miles an hour in the first inning. Which is not uncommon for him to be 100, 101. Like, he's got real gas. The pitch that he threw to Reese Hoskins that he absolutely crushed over the wall mm-hmm. was center in and at 93.8 miles per hour. That is the slowest fastball Strider has thrown in his professional career. So if you want to talk about the weirdness of playoff baseball, you Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. 0 for 8, 7 Ks through two games here in the wild card. Boom. Yep. Spencer Strider. Normally throws just straight gas. Had the slowest fastball of his entire career. Boom. There you go. My goodness. Stuff happens. Yeah, it gets it, weird. It's, it, it gets so, so weird in the playoffs. Oh, man. Well, um, now you, you get these dogfights where hot teams, they win. Hot teams. And Phillies were red hot streaking into this thing. So that'd be a dangerous one no matter what. All right. Let's get to it. The weekend that is coming up, we have incredible games in college football and in the NFL. We talked about the Pac-12 slate. If you missed any of that conversation, go to Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com. You got uh, Cougs heading into Corvallis, taking on Washington or Oregon State, Washington State, 6 o'clock tomorrow on the Pac-12 network, another Pac-12 network game. And I know Beavs fans are, are getting frustrated with all the amount of games that are on the Pac-12 network, and I, I understand that frustration because it, it seems like every single week, every week they are on the Pac-12 network. Um, and it's 
it'd be better if you could kind of go to bat and the other networks would would pick up the slack. But the reality of it is that there have been other games that have been more attractive. And for the Beavs, uh, you get a win here, and you're going to be a far more attractive partner to be on um, ESPN or down the final FS1. stretch. Yeah. Down the final stretch, man. You you get this win. And the Beavs are, are going to be sitting pretty at 5-2 and two with games against Colorado. You're probably going to be on the Pac-12 network again. But then you're looking at that Washington game. Is I believe that's a – is that the Friday game? Um, that one's going to be on ESPN. And then you get Cal, Arizona State, and Oregon will be um, – that that rivalry game will definitely be on ESPN. But I could see the Arizona State or the Cal game also being uh, ESPN or FS1. It, it's a the, Look, the Pac-12 network is a crappy deal because of the distribution of it. It is. In that, it sucks at those games. They keep on getting slid over um, onto the Pac-12 network. But um, this is a huge one for both these teams. You look at both teams starting 3 and notice out of the gate. The loser of this one drops to three, uh, losing three out of their last four. And it's hard to pick yourself up off the mat, especially those uh, three of the last four coming in conference play. Um, in the in college football across the board, even though you got Oregon and UCLA with buys, that USC Utah game, there's going to be a ton of eyes on that game because that's a five o'clock kick, and that one's going to be on Fox. There's going to be a ton of eyeballs on the Pac-12. It could be a statement game for either one of those teams, SC or Utah. Yeah, I, like, as soon as you said that, I paused for a second because the pit of my stomach just fell out the bottom. Okay. Because again, I, I I still look at this team as being the the nine win team and not yeah. the ready for prime time team prime time season. Yep. And I feel like this is the week where they don't get the turnovers. Mm-hmm. The the gashing run defense comes back to haunt them, and Caleb Williams shows that he's still basically a freshman quarterback. Yep. Yep. And hey, Fear. but they could if that defense keeps creating the turnovers. They're going to put themselves in a pretty, pretty situation. Um, Also, you've got that Bama and Tennessee game is going to be lights out. I'm I'm locked into that game. Of the the non-Pac-12 games, that is what I am most interested in. And then number 10 versus number 5, Penn State, Michigan. So you have 9 a.m. that game. 12.30 is the... is that Alabama Tennessee game? Then five o'clock is Utah and USC. Mm-hmm. Then six o'clock, Oregon State, Washington State. And then on Sunday, you get NFL action with 125, Buffalo and Kansas City. Yes. Let's go. And then Sunday night football. It is, shouldn't suck. Is Dallas and Philly. Yeah, Let's go. It shouldn't suck. Yeah. Let's go. We're not that bad. Oh, man. I'm excited. And only a few more sleeves until NBA basketball. I know you're excited about that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> All right, coming up next is uh, Primetime with Isaac and Souk. It is a Nemec and Souk edition with Jeff Rustman in the the ship. Hey, good job, Will Ortner. You didn't screw it up, bud. We're not that bad. We're not, <laughs> not that, that bad. bad. All right, have a great week, and we'll see you Monday, noon to 3, right here on The Fan. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 